You are listening to Let's Talk Trail on podcast. Keep up with the latest episodes by downloading the Podbean app or stream episodes via our social media accounts. Search for Let's Talk Trail on Facebook or Instagram. This episode is sponsored by Student Access. Student Access, the leader in Trio software. Student Access is an online database solution that allows Trio programs to track their students' information, connect with students by text messages, streamline the APR, and work from anywhere, all online, with automatic updates for changes from the Department of Education. Their technical support team includes former Trio staff and has over 50 years of combined experience working with Trio. Make it easier to focus on your priority, the students. For more information and to request a free demo, visit their website at www.studentaccess.com or call them toll-free at 1-800-801-1232. That website again is www.studentaccess.com or 1-800-801-1232. Be sure to share your favorite episodes on your social media by tapping that share button. This is a great way to support the podcast. Now here's your host, Juan Rivas. Thank you, Emilia, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, listener, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Trio. I am your host, Juan Rivas. In today's episode, we have Ellie Chavez, a Trio alum of the Eastern New Mexico University Trio Upward Bound Program. Ellie is on the podcast to talk about her educational journey, choosing Eastern New Mexico University, and working for the very trio program that had served her while she was in high school. Again, coming up just in just a bit, Ellie Chavez. A huge thanks to our sponsors, Angelica Villalpando, Rosario Riley, Dated Electronics, and Student Access. Thank you so much for your continued support of this podcast. You too can be a sponsor of the podcast. Head on over to Patreon and search for Let's Talk Trio. Choose one of four patron levels. You can support this podcast for as little as a dollar a month. A dollar a month goes a long way in supporting this podcast. If you would like to nominate a participant, staff, or alumni to be on the podcast, send us an email at letstalktrio at gmail.com. That email again is L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-T-R-I-O at gmail.com. Again, a great episode featuring Ellie Chavez, Trio alum uh, from Eastern New Mexico University. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Here we go. Starting from five, four, three, two, one. Hi, Trio Nation. My guest on the Let's Talk Trio podcast is an alum of the Trio Upward Bound program at Eastern New Mexico University. She graduated with a bachelor's degree in 2022 and currently serves the same trio program that had served her as a high school student. Her current role is an academic specialist. She is a mother of two boys and her interest includes the gym, going on runs, and enjoys reading. Welcome to the podcast, Ellie Chavez. Ellie, welcome to the Let's Talk Trio podcast. Hi. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me here. First of all, thank you so much for giving us some of your time today. I know that you're a super busy individual, so I just want to say thank you again for giving us some time to talk on the podcast. Oh, of course. It's such an honor. Um, whenever you first asked if I wanted to do it, you know, I fangirled a little bit. I was like, oh, my God, I need to be on Juan's <laughs> podcast. So it really is an honor. Thank you for thinking about me. The honor is all on this end. And I think your story is one that definitely needs to be told. So um, first of all, it's so awesome to have you here and just to catch up for a good while now. For a disclaimer for our audience, we do uh, Ellie and I do stay in touch via social media, and we take uh, a couple moments here and there to catch up. So I get to see your boys growing up. I get to see a lot of things that are happening in your life, your professional life. Um, and fun fact, Ellie is a former student of mine when I served the Trio Upward Bound program as a coordinator and director. Uh, so Ellie, for our audience, can you tell us how you and the boys are doing? Yes, we are doing good. Um, you know, staying busy as always. If I don't have things going on, they have things going on. And it's Zoom, Zoom, Zoom all the time. But I love it. Um, I love being on the go. They're just growing so fast. I mean, they used to be tiny little babies. And now they're not tiny little babies. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> you know, it's just so crazy to see them grow so fast. But um, I'm very enjoying, you know, being there. And seeing them reach these milestones and being there alongside with them and growing alongside with them. Um, so, 
Yes, we're all okay. Awesome. That's great to hear. So yeah, I saw when you first had your firstborn and then now growing up, he has a brother and then just seeing them both grow up and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're really adulting. I know. Sometimes I look at them and I'm like, how did this happen? I'm outnumbered. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, it's been it's been very crazy. I've known you for a little over eight years uh, and I seen you go from a high school student all the way to a now college graduate to a now professional in a career. Uh, what's your take on the last eight years for you? First of all, I can't believe it's been eight years. When I um, saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> but it has been an eight years of um, just learning, you know, learning from mistakes, um, just growing, especially this past year or so. Um, you know, life got a little crazy. Mm -hmm. And um, all of that aside, I was able to realize I can do this, you know, I was able to realize, hey, this, this is doable, you know, I can do it all on my own, I don't mm -hmm. need, you know, all I need is the support of some people. And um, so especially this last year has been just such a growth for me. I mean, I'm not even the same person that I was a year ago which is so fascinating to me. So mm -hmm. definitely growth in these eight years. Amazing. Uh, now you have some interest. You've listed uh, going to the gym, running. Now, if I recall correctly, this was something you were kind of doing in high school. Um, uh, how did you develop those interests? And was it something that you liked or someone taught you? Um, yes, I think I just grew fond of it. Um like you mentioned, I was in sports when I was in high school, and it's honestly just a de-stressful, like a coping mechanism that I use. Um, and that's that's kind of what I lean on that towards. Um, it just makes you feel better, you know, and I need to get better at going back often and mm -hmm. getting my workouts in. But um, I think it's certainly something that helps me stay sane. If anything, awesome. yes, I think it's important to find that balance in life, especially, you know, doing something that you love, whether it's going to the gym, running, podcasting, or anything like that to really uh, help bring a, a semblance of balance to your life. And you're, and you're a super busy mom, you have a billion things that you have to do for your kiddos. Yes, hopefully someday I'll find, you know, more things, more interests that I'm in. But I think at this point in my life, you know, I have a couple priorities and Unfortunately, my hobbies and interests fall last. <laughs> uh, I feel like you have enough interests and hobbies to keep you busy and then still have some sort of balance in uh, being a mom and then being uh, a professional. So amazing. You're doing great. Thank uh, you. If, if friends were to use a word or phrase to describe you, what would it be? Um, I hope it would be dependable. Um, I'm always the person that like, Hey Ellie, how do you do this? Hey Ellie, can you help me with this? And I love it. I love helping people with things that they need help on. Um, so maybe just helpful. I think. I like that. Um, was, uh, is there something on your must do list or a bucket list that you would you like look forward to doing? I really want to get more into traveling. Oh, more into traveling. Where would you travel to? I don't know. I just want to see some mountains. I want to see some waterfalls, you know, landscape that we don't have here in New Mexico. Um, I just really want to get out there and see the different kinds of things that, you know, places have to offer and get my kids more cultured with, you know, it's not just Portales. There's a whole other world out there to see. Absolutely. And this is not an advertisement for Colorado, but you can always come up to Colorado. You know, uh, I can show you around Denver, bring you up to the mountains. That's yes, you know, that'd be awesome. <laughs> invitations always open. Thank um, you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so yeah, you got to experience a little bit about uh, Colorado this past summer, right? Yes, yes. We were up in Denver and Colorado Springs for our um, oh, summer program trip. For summer program right on yes. uh did you enjoy it what did you like what, what, what was what was the highlight for you what did you like the most um i think one of my favorite things is we went up to um pikes peak mm, yeah and that was so amazing just looking down 
you know, at everything. And it was so tiny. And, you know, like that's, that's where we live. And to us, it's big in the moment, but you know, when you go up there and you look down, it's also tiny. Yeah. So there's just, you know, always something bigger out there. Um, And I really enjoyed the train ride up there. It was really cool to see like the little carved out sides that they had on the way up there. That's awesome. I like that. Um, What is a book or TV show that you currently enjoy? Um, Right now I'm binge watching as much as I can um, dead to me on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. I don't know why it has such a hold on me, but (laughs) that's what I'm watching right now. Yeah. Can you give the uh, audience a little bit, just a tidbit, like don't give spoilers or anything, but what is it about? What, what, uh, what is the show about? Yeah. So the uh, main character's husband is um, killed in a hit and run. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many twists and turns of events of who did it and why they did it. And then once they figure out, it just snowballs into more chaos. So <laughs> it sounds very chaotic. It's never ending. I love it. <laughs> so I know the audience is curious about the work that you do with the Tree Upper Bound program. But before we get to that, we're going to we're going to rewind the clock a bit. Talk to us about your upbringing. What was that like? Yes. So my upbringing was a traditional, you know, um, Hispanic culture, um, family of immigrants. Um, We were very family oriented when I was younger. So um, there's that whole aspect. And then I was also the oldest of four siblings. So I, you know, it was kind of bestowed on me to take the role on as second mother, kind of. Mm -hmm. So I, I helped. Um, a lot with the raising of my siblings and I still do Um, and then I helped my parents if they needed help translating if they needed help I mean still to this day if someone needs help with an application with anything you know I'm I'm the one to go for that so I I really um, that was my upbringing was just making sure that everyone's ducks were in a row Absolutely. And I relate to so much of that. So you're the oldest of four? Yes. Uh, oldest oldest child uh, as well on this end, because uh, you feel all the responsibility, right? Like you're the first one to to do the things. Yes. Yes. And I am um, I'm feel really good that, you know, I went through all this college stuff, all this life stuff, and I'm able to help my siblings because, you know, I, I didn't have anyone to rely on. So I'm always the first one, like, have you done your FAFSA? Have you registered for classes? Like, don't do this, do this. (laughs) I just love being that role for them. Very good. Very good. Um, How would your parents describe you? Um, I think my parents would describe me as the go-getter. Every time I do something, they're like, oh, you did another thing. Or like, oh, you're doing this again. I'm like, yes, I am. (laughs) They're like, aren't you so busy? And I'm like, yes, I am. But I just, I don't know. I love it. Did you get along with your siblings? I know that with me, I I got along with most of my siblings sometimes. But uh, yeah, tell us about that. So I did not while we were living together. Mm. Um, I think we were just, you know, so close in age. And then that's childhood siblings you know um and like I mentioned I was more of a second mom to them Mm -hmm. and so they didn't take too kindly to that but now we get along very well um now that we're all grown and we have our own lives we do get along well I was like where were you my whole life how come you were so mean to me (laughs) I feel that uh do you remember what you felt about grade school when you first started um I have always been such a nerd. I always <laughs> loved going to school. You know, everyone's yeah. like, oh, I would pretend to stay home because I was I was pretend to be sick so I could stay home. And I'm like, not me. I would go. Mm-hmm. I had perfect attendance. I just liked going to school. Yeah. And that was always just a memory that I had. Do you remember uh, what was it? Do you remember what uh, something that your parents were really prioritized? Like was school super important for them? For you to yes. attend? Uh-huh. Yes. My mom always pushed us to go to school and she always, always pushed us to have good grades. Um, I would get home with an 89 and she would be like, this should be an A, like, you know. Mm. So I was always pushed or all of us were always pushed to um, 
get those good grades. And for for a lot of kids, I think at that age, they have somewhat of an idea of what they want to do for their career. Uh, some will say doctor, police officer, some other profession. Do you remember what you wanted to do when you were little? When I was little, I wanted to do something in the medical field. Oh, something in the um, medical field. Okay. I did. I always wanted to help people. Mm-hmm. And I think along my educational journey, I realized that you can help people in so many ways besides mm. just medical stuff. That's true. So I, I knew I always wanted to help people. I just ve- ventured away from the whole medical aspect to the mm. more where I am now. Okay. And we'll get a chance to talk about here about all that here in just a moment. Uh, talk to us about your transition to middle school. What do you remember most about it? Oh, middle school. I think just trying to fit in was the big thing for me. Like, oh, am I cool enough? You know, do I hang out with these people, which I know I shouldn't hang out with? Um, I think for me, that's what middle school was trying to figure out like my niche, like where I belong. Mm. Was it very um, frustrating or was it challenging or did you find a lot of success in that transition to middle school? I did. I um, am very self-aware and I think I was even back then to realize like, okay, this, you know, is not good for me or this is better for me. So I didn't find it too challenging. I just did, you know, it did leave um, so for me, the transition to middle school was more trying to figure out where I belonged, um, trying to figure out my niche. Um, and I just always remember that in middle school. Um, so that was my my journey. That was your journey in middle school. Right yes. on. <laughs> um, at this point of your educational career, were there any teachers, counselors or folks that really encouraged your learning? During middle school? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember specifically anybody, any person um, other than teachers, but I, I don't, I can't say that I did have a specific person. Okay. So at this point uh, in middle school, did you develop any interest in extracurricular activities? Yes, that's when I started doing um, athletics. So that's when I was starting to do like city league volleyball, um, things of that nature. And I think that's where I kind of grew fond of those activities. Right on. What drew you to that or what uh, helped uh, your transition or your uh, compelled you to participate in that? Um, I just always wanted to try it out. And I, I'm the, the type that I'm a scaredy cat, you know, I'm like, should I try it? Should I not? And I just decided to go for it. And um, good thing that I did, because like we've mentioned before, it does help a lot with um, coping and, you know, stress relieving. So I think I just went for it. So the next transition for you in your educational journey was high school. Talk to us about that experience. What was that like? Um, I remember... You know, the first before high school, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so scary. What am I? I'm a whole high school. I'm an adult. You know, that's when you think you're an adult and (laughs) you're unstoppable. Um, But I I do remember feeling a little overwhelmed. Um, And like, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, when you register for classes, I kind of just did my best because I didn't know who to ask for help or what would be the best course of action? Okay. Uh, was college something you thought about attending? Yes. I always wanted to go to college. Mm-hmm. What was uh, the colleges in your mind? Like what colleges did you want to go to? Um, I knew that I wanted to stay more local. Mm-hmm. Um, I really had my eyes set on UNM. UNM? When I, yes. When I first started looking at colleges, that, that one really had me hooked. Okay. What was it about UNM that was a, a t- an intention getter for you? I don't know. I know we toured it a couple times with Upward Bound. Um, and something about that campus just called out to me. I don't know. It felt like home. Um, you know, unfortunately, life happened and I wasn't able to attend UNM. But um, that was always top of my list. Yeah. Well, don't count it out just yet. Maybe someday as a master's program going to Albuquerque, maybe. 
That's true. That's true. So as you were thinking about college, uh, you were likely finding out about things that could help you get there. How did you find out about the TRIO Upward Bound program? Um, I found out through a friend. And I was thinking about, I have been thinking about it the last couple of days. And I'm like, which friend was it? And I can't remember which friend it was. But I do know that it was a friend that mm. they had recently joined and then told me about it. So then I joined. Right on. Uh, how involved were you in high school uh, as with the Upper Bound and everything else that's going on? How involved were you? I was pretty involved. I was in um, multiple sports. Um, I was in FCCLA. I was pretty active in Upward Bound. Um, you know, back when I was in high school, there was uh, quite a few programs, and I think I was in all of them. Mm-hmm. Now there is a lot more that, you know, would have been nicer back then, but I was in pretty much all of the <laughs> All of the activities wow. that you could count back then. Yeah. So that must have kept you really, really busy. So in between trio upward bound and extracurriculars, how did you find a balance in your high school life? Um, I just, a schedule, you know, I would allot myself, you know, you go to school this time, this time, practice this time, you know, take a 20 minute nap, get up and do your homework. And I just really was disciplined on the time that I allowed myself for certain things. Right on. So all of that really kept you busy. Uh, We talked a little bit about uh, the college you really wanted to attend. UNM was on your top rank. What are the colleges were made it on your list? Um, I Eastern was always the top of my list. Um, It was local and I was taking dual credit classes. um, Most of my high school years. So I had already had a couple of dual credit classes through Eastern. So it just seemed like the easiest way to go. Yeah. For our audience, Ellie, can you talk to us a little bit about what is dual credit and what does that, what does that mean? Yes. So dual credit um, was offered through my high school, which was Portales high school. And they give you the opportunity to take um, college classes. And so for Portales, you were allowed to take Eastern classes um, and their Portales paid for the tuition and for the books. Wow. So basically, you would just go and you take this college level class as a high school student and you get your tuition paid for in your book. So then it gives you a little bit of a chance to advance in those college credits. Awesome. What role did Trio Upward Bound play in your college search process? Um, Upward Bound really helped me to figure out what I did want and what I didn't want in a college. Um, Like I mentioned before, we did a lot of tours and we toured around a lot of campuses and I was able to determine like, hey, I really like this campus or I don't really like this campus because of this. And so the next campus tour we would go on, I would be like, well, does this have this? Does this not have this? And kind of... um, have my choosings. Right on. Uh, talk to us about your favorite memory while you were in the Tree Upper Bound program. What did you like most? Oh my gosh. I think my favorite memory was uh, the dorms where we stayed at the dorms. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was so fun. I only did it that one year because then we weren't allowed to do it anymore. Oh yeah, that's right. But that summer was so fun. Just being with everybody, making all these new friends And a lot of those friends I still talk to to this day. So, you know, I was able to create lifelong friends, um, get to know each other, get to know that I'm not the only one out here. You know, I'm not the only one from a first generation low income background. So I really liked that summer, just, you know, sneaking off and doing things that you know, we were probably were not supposed to do, and then Juan would find out, and then <laughs> all the all the confessions come out. This is I know. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> You're good. You're all good. I think uh, if you are a trio professional, right? Uh, whether you work for Talent Search, Upward Bound, or Student Support Services, or any of the trio programs, like the. There is that expectation of like you set rules, you set boundaries and all that. But I'm sure I'm sure with upward bound programs, students got away with a little bit, you know? <laughs> yes. Well, now I'm getting my karma. If that makes you <laughs> money better. <laughs> Ellie, <laughs> I, 
Now that I'm working with these kids, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'll send Juan messages. I'm like, Juan, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm, I'm sorry we stressed you out. I know what you feel. It's all good on this end. There's there's no need to ask, seek for any forgiveness, Ellie. You, you've been an amazing student and anything that I missed, like that's on me, right? But I enjoyed our last message or our, 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 our previous conversation where you had posted on Snapchat, you said, I got to get the orders for these kids because you were doing your lunch and learn for Portalis, right? Uh-huh. And I had responded, now you know how it feels. And you were like, you said the crying emoji and you're like, oh no, yes, I know. I remember. And so I was just like reminiscing like, yeah, this is why Roderick and I, so Roderick was the director before me. And we, we, we said, yeah, that's why we uh, switched to, uh, we're going to order one thing and just give it to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes well we had the conversation like should we let them pick whatever they want on the menu and i'm like no they get two options and they could eat one or two and for I my love side, that. <laughs> that's how it's gonna be <laughs> i like how you learned from even like me and Roderick's experience that you're like we gotta limit the choices we gotta make sure that everything stays on time because uh it's challenging right like when you coordinate meals and you coordinate uh when students when you're supposed to be meeting with students um i remember a couple times when we uh when rod and i would go to the high school we were delayed a couple times because we were waiting for the food (laughs) yes i remember and now (laughs) sometimes you know i mean these restaurants have to have big orders Right. And so they're they're not always done on time. And I walk in there and they're like, food. And I'm like, oh my gosh, guys, <laughs> I was five minutes late. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And they're high school students, so they're gonna like exaggerate everything, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm gonna share with you my favorite memory of Upward Bound when 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 I was a coordinator director is uh when I took you all to Boston. I still remember that like so vividly from point A to point B, all the way to point Z was uh, taking you to Boston. So that was, for me, my favorite uh, memory of Upward Bound. Um, but yeah, do, do you kind of remember that? Do you remember uh, Boston? I do. I remember um, Chicago because I was able to go to Chicago and to Boston. So I remember those fondly. Um, I always, I'm like, yeah, I went to the Red Sox game or yeah, I, I did this in Boston. And people are like, you went to Boston? I'm like, yeah, I did with Upward Bound. Like it's always yeah. you know, something that I, I would have never had the chance to go without you guys so i i do keep those memories really fondly awesome and for our audience i i think i will reshare this when uh ellie's uh podcast posts uh, i'll share uh, a picture one of my favorite pictures uh, of boston with ellie in it uh so yeah it, it was a truly great experience and we were, we were watching the red Sox. I, I think they they lost but uh it still was <laughs> an enjoyable lose. experience <laughs> I, I remember yeah, and I remember it was raining during the game, so we were oh my all gosh. like pizza boxes on our heads. <laughs> I do remember that? Um, I, I I don't know if you remember Daniel Martinez. He's one of my friends, uh, uh-huh. and he was one of the chaperones. He he made the comment like, we, uh, "The program must be cursed because every single time we visit the home team, the home team loses." So they I'm like, lose. "That can't be. That can't be." And then I look back at it. I'm like, "Yeah, it's true." sorry guys we cursed you oh we i better not say that otherwise they're not going to invite us to things anymore so that's on me i know we'll just knock on someone here there um so yeah uh, thank you so much ellie for sharing your favorite memory of upward bound and uh, i know the dorm experience isn't currently present but hopefully someday that it returns because i think it's a, a vital part of the learning experience uh, as you progressed in your journey journey in high school, did you speak to family or high school counselors about uh, college? I remember Mr. Tafoya was always very adamant about uh, y'all talking to your counselor about college. Yes. So once I got into high school, um, that's when I started, you know, like, well, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what to do. So that's when I started being proactive and like seeking ways to um, get that assistance. And I would talk to Mr. Tafoya a lot. And then by mm-hmm. that point, I was an upward bound, so I would literally be in your office 24-7. I do remember um, that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> asking questions. And I'm just a question asker. You know, I have so many questions about everything. So um, that's when I started being, you know, like I mentioned, proactive and seeking out resources. Awesome. As you approach your senior year, did you make a decision on what college you wanted to attend? Yes, that's when I decided to um, go ahead and stay for Eastern. 
Um, like I mentioned, I had, when I graduated high school, I was about nine credits away from getting my associate's degree. Oh, wow. You were that close. Yes. So I decided to just go ahead and stick to Eastern. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so one decision, your, your decision to stay uh, with Eastern New Mexico University was based on you're very close to accomplishing a, an associate's degree. Were there other factors for you that uh, you decided that Eastern was the campus for you? Yes, um, it was definitely closer to home. Um, I wasn't quite ready to leave, you know, my life how it was back then. So I that was also a big factor. And um, also just the tuition was more affordable for me at that point in time. So those were a couple big factors that kept me here at Eastern. Right on. Uh, so what was that first year at ENMU like for you? Talk to us about that experience. Yes. So um, I have, it seems like I've been in college my whole life. Um, <laughs> I, you know, went through college, I dropped out, um, I came back part time. So um, my first year of college was very difficult for me. Um, I was working two jobs. Um, I was actually working for Upper Bound as a tutor. I can't remember. Oh, I do. I do remember you posting about that. I think it was uh, after I left, uh, one or two years after you were like posting about being a tutor. Yes. So I was a tutor and then I worked at Pizza Hut and that was just Mm -hmm. very difficult for me to um, keep up with my classes and then with jobs. And, you know, I was having to adult and pay bills. And so that was very difficult for me. Um, unfortunately I made it through my first year, I believe. And then I dropped out. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that first year for you, uh, I know that must've been a a tough experience to, uh, and I know for a lot of college students, when they say I had to drop out, that that's a very tough admission for you. Um, were you able to process that, uh, that time that you took away? Um, I, I took that very hard because, you know, I was so dead set on going to college. Um, and so that one really hurt me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I took that at that point in time, like a failure, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I'm failing. I'm not doing anything with my life. Um, this was so hard. I, I couldn't adult and go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, but all throughout that time, you know, life was just going on um i had my first son mm-hmm. you know um just moving and getting into the bigger life things and i mm-hmm. thought i was like i need to do better for my life you know i i always wanted to go to college and why not you know mm-hmm. why can't i not finish yeah what what helped you return so um actually i was looking for a new job at the time so i applied at Eastern for Upward Bound to be the admin assistant. Mm -hmm. And so then I got hired on um, here at Eastern to be the administrative assistant. And then that's when I learned that the tuition waivers um, where Eastern New Mexico will pay for you to take a couple classes Mm -hmm. a semester. So then I, I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. You know, why not? So then I finished taking all the classes that I had failed out of, um, you know, I kind of fixed my GPA a little bit. And then, so that's kind of what got me back into the group was really having that, that assistance. All right, right on. So upward bound, again, helping kind of the transition to return. That's awesome. Um, I, I want to stick uh, on this point for a little bit, because I think for a lot of students, for a lot of uh, students that end up uh, stopping out, that uh, it's very hard for them to return. Uh, at that point, were you thinking about like, how hard would it be to return to college? Oh, 100%. I mean, and now it wasn't just me. You know, now I have a child. I have a whole family. I have people depending on me. Am I going to have time to go home, do my house chores, and then do homework? I mean, mm-hmm. and so I was I was a little bit scared. And I started off by only taking one class. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, you know, I'll, I'll just take it and see where it goes with just this one class, but it wasn't as bad. You know, it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard regardless, but you just have to choose, you know, is this the heart that I want or is this not the heart that I want? So I like that. 
Yeah. I was just thinking about and reflecting about like the difficulty that we enjoy having, right? Like, do we want to keep it easy with nothing happening or uh, take on the hard to make it a little bit better for ourselves? Right. Yes. Um, so upon your return, did you get involved in college? Like, or were you just too busy with uh, mom life and all of the family life that it was just hard to get involved? I did. So when I when I came back, I was um, trying to figure out. So I finished my associates. I didn't get to finish when I was my first year of college. So I finished my associates. And that's when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for my bachelor's. Um, so I wasn't too involved um, because, like you mentioned, I had, you know, a whole other life at home. And I thought I was like, well, I can't be a, I'm not a regular college student. You know, I can't go to these. Um, things because I have other things to do Mm -hmm. so I really didn't get involved in college life up until like my last year of my my senior year Mm -hmm. okay Uh, and did you know once you returned did you know what you wanted to focus on what study or program you really wanted to major in (laughs) no I didn't (laughs) I am that um, you know how they, when you're looking into colleges and you're like, oh, some people will change their majors once or twice. I changed my major six times. Oh, wow. Okay. I changed well, it so many times. Well, so talk, talk to us like the kind of the outline. Well, what uh, majors did you switch, switch from? So when I was doing the dual credit classes, I was wanting to, as I mentioned, go into the medical field. So I was taking a lot of, or my major then was biology with an emphasis in pre-med. So I had a lot of um, chemical, chemical, chemistry classes, um, science classes, a lot of math classes. And so I tried to find a degree that would kind of go alongside that. So those Mm. wouldn't get lost. Um, So I tried university studies, um, but then I just wasn't feeling like it was what I wanted to do. You know, I I didn't want to do university studies. Mm -hmm. So then I um, looked around, you know, I took a couple classes and then I very very briefly changed to um communicative disorders oh I took an intro class and that was so hard Mm. I was like I cannot do this um so then I was just you know just looking around and actually we have a career fair for upward bound every January Mm -hmm. so during a career fair um, we had several professionals there. Um, so I was sitting in the classroom while the social worker was presenting and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, this sounds amazing. Like I'm very interested in this profession. So then I, you know, Googled social work and then I looked on the Eastern um, portal and they have, they had a bachelor's of social work here on campus. Mm-hmm. So then right away I messaged the um, Dean of that program and I was like, hey, can you give me more information about this? Like, I'm very interested. And uh, once again, Upward Bound helped me to figure out what I wanted to do um, with my career. And I was just sitting there as a staff. So I don't know if any of the kids got anything out of it, but I did. <laughs> That's good. good. Um, so now that you've switched over to that, um, were there any aspects of college that you really liked or you found challenging? Um, I did find the whole um, balance between, you know, personal life and college life. Mm -hmm. That's difficult to do. Um, And I'm sure I'm not the only one. So I, I think that was the hardest thing that I, you know, had that I struggled with. Okay. So you decided on social work. Is that where you finally ended up? Like you, you liked it and you wanted to major in that? <laughs> yes. I stuck to social work. I, right I took a couple classes and I loved it. It was so interesting to me. Um, and then, like I mentioned before, it was helping people that isn't a traditional like doctor. Um, you know, it's a more, it relates more into like the social emotional Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. Um, When you decided that social work was going to be the program that you wanted to be in, were there other factors that helped you in that decision? 
Yes, it's so crazy because I didn't even know that social work, you know, you you think of social work and you think of OCPS and yeah. um, that's kind of the negative. So when I actually looked into it, there was so many job opportunities that um, opens up when with the social work degree that I had no idea even of. So it's it's like at that point in my life, everything just kind of fell into place. Like mm. I, I can't even explain how it all happened, but like once I made the decision, oh, social work, then this opportunity came up and then this opportunity came up and then, wow. you know, some things fell off. So it kind of was just meant to be, I think. Absolutely. What were some of, some of your takeaways uh, for being in that major? You said that a lot of opportunities were popping up. Can you talk to, talk to us a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so I was able to really figure out um, a lot about myself because this is a more um, psychology, you know, led field, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So I was able to learn like, you know, this person is acting like this because this, or I'm acting this way because this, I have this bias that I need to look at. Um, just so I, I was able to learn a lot about myself and how other people function which helps me work with these students because, you know, you see a student acting out and you think, oh, they're just a bad kid. Well, no, they're not. They have a whole other, you know, home life that is, is making them be this way. So there's always, you know, another, there's always a why. Absolutely. As graduation neared for you, did you have a clear path for what your career would look like? I did not. Um, I was working as admin assistant for Upward Van at the time, and um, I did my internship at Mental Health Resources, and I really liked, I really enjoyed it there. Um, I am very big on the mental health aspect. Um, It's very important to me. So I was figuring out, you know, where should I branch off to? Is this, you know, this isn't, this position isn't where I want to be forever. And I just didn't know where I was going to go. Okay. Uh, you currently work for the TRIO Upward Bound program as an uh, as the academic specialist for Upward Bound. Can you tell us what that means and the role that you have with TRIO Upward Bound? Yes. So actually, um, effective tomorrow, December 5th, I am starting as the new coordinator for Eastern New Mexico University. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. That is amazing, Elliot. So is that the is that the position that I once held? Yes, yes. That's it amazing. Is. I'm so proud of you, by the way. That, that you're following kind of like in that footstep, and I'm just like gushing with pride. I know. And and you know, I do have some very big shoes to fill. So I'm hoping that, you know, I'm able to show these kids what you guys have showed us. So I'm very excited to see what what this position holds for me. Absolutely. I think you're going to grow in that role. You're going to be amazing at it. I can't think of another better person who would uh, definitely give back to Upward Bound. Um, absolutely. You're, you're going to do great, Ellie. I'm very proud of you. Good. Congrats. Thank you. So we are connected via social media. I saw some of your posts about uh, this one conference that you attended, uh, the Southwest Association for Student Assistant Programs. They call it SWASAP for short. Um, so you went this past November. What did you think of the conference and what did you enjoy the most? Yes, so I loved the conference. Um, I enjoyed meeting all these new people. You know, you you get stuck in the life, in your life, in the same routines, but then you step outside for a little bit and there's all these other programs with all these people that have the same goals as you. You know, they're all trying to help students that you're trying to help. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoyed like, hey, what do you guys do for this? Or hey, what do you guys do for this? And just kind of bouncing ideas off of each other. Um, so as, as we had mentioned before, that I wasn't sure um, what my career path was post-graduation. Um, I was sitting there at SWASAP and I kind of just had like an epiphany mm-hmm. um, hearing all these professionals talk and all these other alumni talk. And it kind of just dawned on me this is where I'm supposed to be. And, you know, I'm, I'm here trying to figure out the next, the next best thing. Where do I go? Where do I fit in? 
But I think it's here. And I think that conference made it clear to me that um, I need to stay here and give it all my best. And so that was a factor why I moved up to coordinator role was to really, you know, give it my all. Absolutely. Your growth as a professional is truly awe-inspiring, Ellie. So uh, how does your current career path compare to the idea of careers that you had when you were in grade school? Oh, it's completely different. I mean, who would have ever thought that? um, Because when I was in Upward Bound, it was fun. You know, Mm -hmm. I had a fun time. You know, these, these guys were just helping me get to college. And who would have ever thought that I would be the one helping these kids get to college. Absolutely. Yeah. To me, that's pretty cool that it's kind of been right in front of me this whole time. And, you know, now I'm starting to realize like, oh, (laughs) this is, you know, it's been here this whole time. I just haven't seen it. You you literally came full circle. And I love that. I love seeing that, that you're giving back uh, to the trio community, especially to Upward Bound. Um, so what is some advice that you would have for trio participants listening to this podcast, whether they're in high school or in college? Um, trio participants, I think just keep going. You know, life gets hard. Life gets in the way. You think, oh, I can't do this, but you can. Um, and you don't know until you try. I've had a very difficult educational journey and I'm still here I made it Mm -hmm. so just just keep pushing um there's a light at the end of the tunnel even though it's hard do you have uh, any people that you would like to recognize right now on this podcast whether they're counselors or professionals that helped you get to this point yeah um I mean I, I do have a pretty big support system um friends family that have kept me on my path um and then there's you and Daniela, whom I talked to at the SWASAP. And now we were like, oh, my gosh, we're co-workers now. Like, how crazy. <laughs> um, and now just being able to talk to you as a colleague instead of like a student. So I, I think that's really cool. And I, I do, um, you know, you have had an impact on me in my career. So I'm glad. And truly, you've also made an impact on my life as well. Um what advice do you have for trio professionals that are also listening to this podcast? Um, I think just there is a lot that I need to learn. Um, so just always, you know, share your ideas. If if there's something that you think is a good idea, I'm always ready to learn. Um, right on. I like that. Uh, is there a song that is currently on repeat for you that you're just kind of listening to over and over? Oh my gosh. Okay. So as you, <laughs> as you follow me on social media, um, my top played album was Bad Bunny. Mm, okay. Yeah. So that's who's on a repeat for me. Is there a particular track on there that you really like? The whole Un Verano Sin Ti playlist. Okay. Okay. The it's whole thing. So the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Ellie, in five to 10 years, what do you see yourself doing? Um, I think just uh, for sure, I am in Upward Bound for the long run. Mm -hmm. Um, I think as far as doing what, um, I'm not too sure. I think whatever just falls into place, whether that be being the direct uh, coordinator still, um, maybe someday in the future being director um i'm not too sure so i think just wherever my stars fall right on what are some words of wisdom that you would like to share with the audience just this is kind of general some words of wisdom that you want to share with uh, with the entire people listening um i think definitely how we mentioned before the choose your heart you know, it can be hard to not do anything and just sit there and feel sorry for yourself, or it can be hard to get up and do stuff. You know, one thing that always um, bothered me was whenever I would share my accomplishments and people would be like, oh, you're so lucky. Oh, you're so lucky. No, it's not luck. You know, it's I worked my butt off to get to where I am. And um, so it's hard. It's hard either way. You just have to pick which route you want to go. I like that. That's some great advice. Elliot has been a true pleasure to have you on the podcast. We should have you again in the near future. 
Yes, that would be so exciting. Absolutely. So it'll give you a little bit of time to uh, settle into your coordinator role. And like in six or seven months, let's talk again and see how where you're at with uh, your coordinator position. Yes. If you see me all with white hair, then you'll know. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. You're going to do great. So, <laughs> Ellie, uh, we have a tradition on the Let's Talk Trio podcast where we have the guests do the sign off. Care to do the honors? Of course. Hi, this is Ellie Chavez, and I'm an alum of the TRIO Upward Bound Program at Eastern New Mexico University. I graduated with my degree in social work at Eastern New Mexico University, and I currently work as the coordinator for the TRIO Upward Bound Program. TRIO works. Ellie, that was an awesome sign-off. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for everything. That was our guest, Eli Chavez, TRIO alum of the Eastern New Mexico University TRIO Upward Bound program and currently serves Upward Bound at Eastern New Mexico University as an academic specialist. Uh, Eli, thank you so much for being on the podcast and for sharing your TRIO story. Remember, if you would like to be on the Let's Talk TRIO podcast or know a staff, advocate, or participant or alumni, send us an email at letstalktrio at gmail.com. That email again is L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K. T-R-I-O at gmail.com. A huge thanks to today's sponsors, Angelica Villalpando, Rosario O'Reilly, Jaded Electronics, and Student Access. Thank you all so much for your continued support of this podcast. I'd like to take a moment to thank our honorary members of the Let's Talk Trio podcast, Roderick Chambers, Tony Ho, Scott Kendall, and Susan Cramp. The Let's Talk Trio podcast team is John Russell, audio engineer, Music producer and composer, post-production editor. Amelia Castañeda, script supervisor, marketing manager, social media manager, and producer. Juan Rivas, executive producer and host. This episode was recorded December 4th, 2022. Thank you all so much for your continued support. We appreciate you listening to this podcast, and we will catch you on the next episode.